0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hello there and welcome to the Irish Examiner Sports Podcast and on the program this week, one topic and one topic, only John Fogarty on Sunday's All-Ireland semi-final between Dublin and Kerry. It was once the most famous rivalry in Gaelic football. And yet again, Dublin and Kerry at Crow Park is attracting a capacity crowd on Sunday for the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship semi-final. John Fogarty will be amongst the uh, 82,000 that will be uh, in GAHQ. And uh, I'm sure really looking forward to the game, John.
0: Oh, big time, big time, Colm. It's uh, it never loses its flavor. I know it's the old cliches and what have you, but it's it, it's fascinating, irrespective of the tradition. It's fascinating considering how Kerry are coming into this game compared to compared to Dublin. You know, Kerry as underdogs, it's it, it's very rare, and uh, Dublin might be once bitten and twice shy.
1: Yeah, and equally, what is as incredible is the fact Kerry coming in as underdogs, but also coming in as Munster champions. You'd say one thing. Uh, as we saw in 2009, when they were coming through the back door and were rightly uh, underdogs given their form in the qualifiers, but they are coming in unbeaten in the championship.
0: That's the thing about us, like you know, we're, uh, we're, we're a long way away from um, spring when they were very close to relegation. And but for Paul Mannion, who uh, could, <laughs> they they mightn't be uh, blessing Paul Mannion now this Sunday, um, but Paul Mannion certainly um, helped them. Uh, in the last round of the league in April, and uh, they they survived it, uh, but we're a long a long distance from those uh, those bad days in February March for Kerry. Certainly, him with Fitzmaurice fashioning a new team, uh, as much you know th- th- there are still those shades the Galvins and, uh, and 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 the guys there, but at the same time he is trying to do something new, and um, uh, th- th- that has to be applauded. Like winning winning while doing this is certainly. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a good it's a good uh, transition, if you want to call it that way. But, uh, you know, I, I, I will maintain, irrespective of what happens on Sunday, and I'm, I'm certainly not being defeatist about Kerry. But, um, you know, were they to lose on Sunday, I think, you know, and not be trashed, of course, but were they to lose, I think that a lot of people would be understanding on Kerry because they know what Fitzmaurice mm. is trying to do. I'm not, uh, you know, it was an okay legacy that Jack O'Connor left him, but at the same time, um, there, there were some, you know, it, it had been or it is an aging group that the, uh, you know, they were depending on, and um, to, to a certain extent there are still lads there that, you know, I mean, they, they will turn to, but that, that's just like any other. Any other uh, any other county team, but what what Fitzmaurice will have to do, and I think he's taking the first steps on Sunday as much as his hand is a little bit uh, forced. But uh, he is, you know, over the next while he 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 will have to uh, try and um, you know bring in new guys at the same mm. time, you know, Coke lads out the, out the back door and uh, you know what I mean, there's bound to be a two or three returns at the end of this year and you know, that could be a real motivating factor for, for guys on yeah
1: and, and that was going to be my next question, do you think that this is the end of the road for a number of uh, Kerry stars, whether that be on Sunday afternoon or whether it be on Sunday, September 22nd?
0: Oh, I certainly, I, I certainly believe so, Colin. I, I, I think we could be looking at three or four. Now, a few years ago, you know, Tommaso O'Shea's long activity is something that uh, astounds a lot of people and as Eamon Fitzmaurice will testify in, yeah, as much as he is a good friend of his, you wouldn't be picking him just because of that. But, you know, he says he's still one of the best trainers in a 35. That's mightily impressive. Paul Galvin, I think is very close to retirement. I can see my yeah. trade certainly going on another year or two possibly, but um, definitely uh, Paul Galvin, Tomas O'Shea, maybe Aidan and Mahind- um, Owen Brosnan
1: uh, I suppose would be in there as well say that again sorry o- but- Owen Brosnan would be another in, in that category as well
0: yeah certainly so because you know Owen had his retirement came out of retirement uh, and has enjoyed his football over the last while I would imagine the fact that Dr Crokes had been going so well certainly contributed uh, to that so uh, I would uh, I would imagine um, you know what I mean It, it is a, people are talking about last to and things like that but Imagine we are very close to it, and Mm -hmm. as you say, if we're not going to see it this Sunday, I would imagine we will see it come to the fourth, sorry, no, uh, Sunday in September.
1: Are you surprised that Kieran Donoghue isn't starting on Sunday?
0: Not no, because uh, I think uh, they needed pace. I need uh, just like in the Cork game, um, you know, clearly, him Fitzmaurice is a little bit concerned about. the pace there, you know what I mean. Certainly, that you look at, Colin Cooper certainly still has a a, a bit of speed. But the the likes of uh, Dunica Walsh and Paul Galvin now wouldn't be the the fastest. Darnell Sullivan, James and Dunhu, yes, they would have it. But uh, he he needed a he certainly needed um he certainly needed somebody else in there to get to, 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 to give that bit of pace. And Declan has it as well. Um, I I I I just think he he uh, Eamon was looking at uh, that forward line and thinking right, um. Galvin, Walsh, Donahue, there are three guys there now who don't have a lot of pace. And, you know, as anybody will tell you now, it's football, just like Hurling, Hurling even more so, but pace is speed is a huge thing. And uh, certainly against this Dublin team, they will need pace. At the same time, I can certainly see Donahue having an effect in this game and having an impact because Rory O'Carroll, um, you know, he has dealt with um, big guys before, but uh, this full back line um you know is a little bit suspect i think Cork showed that the last day the full back line i'm talking about um you know kevin o'brien and um Johnny cooper they're decent footballers but they're you know they haven't played in front of 82,000 people before this is the first time you know they are jim gavin's pups so to speak and um you know it would be uh, to get an experienced guy in there like don Hill if they were to move them around um or even if Donahue was to go to one of the corners, maybe, um, it, co- it could cause uh, so, some uh, some problems for them, especially if uh, there's a high and accurate ball in, because you know, that's one of the things that has, you know, some people might point to Donahue's form and say, listen, he doesn't deserve to be in mm-hmm. there, but at the same time, he hasn't been given a, a high-quality amount of ball there over the last while. So I don't think it's not necessarily because Donahue is not playing well that he's in there. I just don't think his... Uh, He's the type of footballer that is needed from the get-go. I think, you know, we've heard a few times this year about teams wanting to finish with the, with the their strongest 15 on on the pitch. And as much as you know, I, I would be, I, I I would doubt whether Tommaso O'Shea and Paul Galvin will finish the game. But certainly uh, Donohue and uh, the the likes of Brosnan and possibly Brian Sheehan as well. If those guys are there for the last 15, I think Game Fitzmaurice would be uh, would be quite content with that.
1: Okay in terms of uh, Dublin of of course uh, so many people so impressed with the free flowing football uh, that they've displayed en route to the uh, the last four is there any change do you think in in Jim Gavin's mindset ahead of the weekend as we saw with uh, with Mayo last weekend with the employment of, a, of of a sweeper you know possibly someone to counteract um Colm Cooper and his his roving central role
0: well I, I think if you go back over Dublin's four games to three games in Leinster and the game against Cork, um, you, you you would see that you know uh, they've been pretty much regimental. You know the guys who have the you know the, the 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 numbers on their backs basically that's where they've been playing, and uh, to change it now would certainly be a, a show of some respect uh, um, to. Um, to carry and perhaps it might deserve it you know what I mean having said it though I would expect Bennon to to stay at centre back and Gerbenen to be marking Colin Cooper but um, at the same time Darren O'Sullivan might just be uh, an idea there because certainly down through the middle is an area which can be exposed for pace Gerbenen is not the fastest guy in the world That that was exposed in the in the Leicester final against Mead and that one you know Eamon Fitzmaurice will certainly have spotted that um, you know Cooper we, I don't know if we're, I'm not saying that we're going to see him back at corner forward or anything like that but we might just see him in a more of a roving role and leave two lads inside um, certainly they seem to be uh, they can set up themselves up that way because um, Declan O'Sullivan um, you know he has shown before especially against Cork how well he can play at full forward but again he's a guy who will like his space and you know we probably could see him out as well so um, yeah there is a big question of whether Cooper's going to play you know but having said that though these two guys as much as okay Jim Gavin has named the odd little dummy team here and there but Eamon Fitzmaurice certainly hasn't and mm. both of them are, are quite uh, not, not, I'm not saying conservative, but certainly when they tell you someone's going to play in a certain position, that's where he's going to usually play, so I don't think we're going to see too much variation on that, I think we're going to see a very open game, game column. I think we're going to see, considering the amount of goals that, opportunities that Dublin have been being mm. created over the last while, there won't be any change from that, but at the same time mm. we're looking at one of the best first half teams, and I know that's, that's not much of a compliment really, but yeah, we're looking at one of the best first-half teams in Kerry because no-one has come out of the blocks as quick as they have over the last while. Bar, Mayo, I would imagine, against Donegal. Yeah, but going. Kerry, if we're talking two, three games. Even going back to the Throne game, they have been really, uh, really fast from the get-go. Well,
1: what do you think of Eamon Fitzmaurice's explanations during the week? Because you were down at the uh, the press uh, night, John. Uh, his explanations of those second-half fade-outs.
0: I can understand where he's coming from. Um, he, like he went into, you know, they, they, like uh, and Keane O'Neill would would talk about it as well, treating each game on its own as a block or as a, a step or a stage. You know, Mayo speak the same language as well. And uh, I would imagine that's the way Kerry are doing it. And, you know, they like to treat these things in isolation. For the ordinary punter, for the likes of ourselves who watch football, but, you know what I mean, certainly don't watch it for the for the same things that Eamon Fitzmaurice or Keane O'Neill or Mikey Sheehy or Darren Murphy looks at. But what we've been seeing is second half fade-outs, there's no doubt about that. But it's not something exclusive, certainly to Eamon Fitzmaurice, his reign. Because if you go back two years ago mm-hmm. to the Munster final, Kerry, who are, you are know, home and host really at halftime, and then all of a sudden, I think it was eight or nine points, that, uh, that Cork almost came back from, and at the end it was... Uh, they were living dangerously, Kerry. So you know we're seeing this, we're seeing the same things again, and we're seeing the same habit. You know what I mean? As much as Eamon, you know, said there, were were very indig- like Tyrone. They had the Portugal Portuguese trip. You know the Cavan game. You know playing into a you know a half full club park at the time. You know what I mean? You know the. the Mm-hmm. Not that they have got complacent, but they they uh, weren't as inspired. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what that says really though about Kerry. And then um, you know they mean he's speaking about the Cork game if they mm-hmm. had taken their opportunities. And um, then you mm-hmm. know Cork, you know then Cork wouldn't have got mm-hmm. it. to them. But at the same time, these things are happening too too much for his own liking. Mm-hmm. I but again, it's not something that is exclusive to his own uh, his own way. We can go back. Mm-hmm. Back to that monster uh, final under Jack
1: O'Connor. Uh, a lot of the analysis I've been reading in the last couple of days, John, has been referencing Stephen Cluxton's kick-out strategy. And again, it's one thing watching matches on TV and his placement of the ball, but seeing it firsthand, how crucial is it? And I know it is crucial. But in in terms of how how easy will it be for Kerry to counteract or for, or for Dublin to make hay?
0: It's clucks and Nichols are that good, Colin. When you look at the fact that Dublin need only an only one um, orthodox, and even at that, would you call Michael Darby mm-hmm. an orthodox? Certainly, uh, he's a midfielder, but an orthodox footballer, <laughs> maybe not so. Like you know, it's his type of. Uh, he, he's an awkward footballer for guys, but listen, he can feel. But he's the only out and out guy that you can really say that can feel. Okay, Paul Flaney six for one, he can. He can catch the ball. Dermot Connolly can catch the ball, but things are made easier by Cluxton and by just how accurate he is. I thought it was it was very interesting there. I think it was after the uh, the Leinster final, and uh, someone pointed out Cluxton, as you know, no uh, great fan of the media. He's never seen it, but he's been put in this position to do postman interviews by Jim Gavin as, as captain and. You know what I mean? It's been a quite an awkward situation for both the player and the media, but someone put it to him about uh, the kickouts and the kick being a bit inaccurate, and he was basically saying, well, that wasn't my fault. You know, it was the guys outside. Um, and you can understand where Cluckson is coming from there because he, his kick are so accurate that it makes it so easy for these guys, who you wouldn't say are out of by any shape or means, but the fact of the matter is they are winning aerial ball uh, and not 50 ball, they are, but they're a winning aerial ball uh, because he's isolating them. He is putting the ball basically on a sixth, uh, uh, you know, uh, on a sixth for them. He, he really is um, something special when it comes to this. Um, but having said that, though, four years ago, uh, uh, OK, Cluckson had just uh, aerial. Tommy Griffin, I was talking to earlier on the week, he, he made the point that things have changed. And Cluxon mm. you know, has had to change his kickouts. Well, at the same time, Kerry did uh, look at it the a ago, um and with Fitzmaurice there in the backroom team, and they went into forensic detail uh, about kick kickouts and uh, how to target them, and uh, they were hugely successful with it. So, I would imagine it's going to form part of uh, mm. part of Fitzmaurice's plan. Uh, coming up to this game, they would have done a lot of work on it last week. I, I would imagine, and you know, it's, it's to, to go for. Uh, Pressing up, of course, on it, and uh, basically making uh, the options and chasing uh, the, the, the the runs that the likes of Conley and Flynn make and, and what have you. And um, I, I don't imagine if things do go wrong for Dublin, I will bring in um, Dennis Bastic and uh, another orthodox mid- midfielder to give an option there. And done mm-hmm. well in coming on as much as he has come on when you know Dublin have been in the ascendancy. Um, but. Uh, the, the, the thing about it is, it comes in whether it is from fees or whether it is from kickouts. The, the man is so important, and it's not surprised that he's been mentioned in uh, footballer of the year uh, contention at the moment because he's certainly there. And he's, in my opinion, and I would imagine, a lot of people been the all-star goalkeeper at the moment.
1: Okay, and finally, uh, the other end of the field, Bernard Brogan has been notably quiet uh, throughout this championship campaign. Do you think, though, that there is still? Uh, spark of of the old brogan waiting and and ready to burst out on sunday
0: well the thing about it is, is like the um we're, we're going to the, to the 2011 all ireland um he won the previous year he won the football third year. um it wasn't until the 2001 all ireland semi final against donegal where he gave a fantastic performance he really pickpocketed donegal that day you know donegal were the Dominating team, but he was winning frees, just little interplays, exchange, like completely really uh, broke to the goal towards the end of that game, and he was the winning out. You know what I mean? It was from there that he won a second successive All Star. And um, you know, don't surprise if he if he if he's the guy we're talking about come come Sunday. But at the same time, you would imagine mm-hmm. O'Shea is going to be on him, and O'Shea has done a pretty good job on him in the past. So, uh, you know, it's going to be quite evenly, ma- evenly matched. Um, but having said that, I would imagine does feel like he uh, he has to come alive. But he certainly hasn't so far. Um, at, at the same time, though, you know, he, as mm-hmm. much as an, another few guys in that Dublin forward line, have been quite selfish. And the thing about it is, um, I you know, they have put it there, or at least they have tried to put an onus over the last while, certainly from the mm-hmm. final I'm trying to be less selfish and, and trying to pick out guys, but it doesn't seem to be what But you would imagine if they are trying to overcompensate on Sunday and uh, they don't think like attacker attacker should be and that is basically taking the opportunity when you got it and backing yourself, and that could fall in, you know, that could that, that could count against them. Uh, you just hope that th- th- their natural tendencies will, uh, you know, prevail because if you lose that, then you lose a hell of a lot. Certainly as a forward.
1: And that's it from the Irish Examiner Sports Podcast. My thanks as always to the Irish Examiner's John Fogarty for his insightful analysis of uh, Sunday's clash between Dublin and Kerry. And don't forget as well, uh, we'll have plenty more in the Irish Examiner's weekend supplement. A big interview with Colm Cooper on Saturday and all the match analysis from uh, Tony Lean, John, uh, Marcy Quinn and Tony McEntee in our uh, Monday sports section. That's it from me we're back, same time same place next week and don't forget next week as well, a very special programme looking ahead to the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship uh, final clash of Cork and Clare and in there as well there's some soccer World Cup qualifier Liam Mackey will be joining us uh, talking on the Republic of Ireland's hopes and ambitions for Rio in 2014 (laughs)